Thank you for purchasing this audio product. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We believe that your faith will increase and your life changed by applying the principles in this teaching. As we turn to, to our scripture this morning, we're going to be reading from the book of John, um, chapter 1. We're going to just read two verses. Amen. We love the word of God. Amen. John 1, 45 and 46. 45 reads, Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law. And about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Verses 46, Nazareth, can any good come from there? Nathaniel asked, come and see, said Philip. I wish to speak to you from the subject, can any good come from Nazareth? We are now uh, taken into a conversation of two gentlemen. The one very excited, obviously, because they have made one of the most powerful discoveries ever. Uh, the discovery is that they have found the one or the one that has been spoken about by Moses and written about by the prophets has now manifested in the generation that these gentlemen are in. What a privilege that the word that has been spoken and written has not settled in generation gone by, but this generation was now privileged to receive the manifested word that became flesh. So now Philip is so excited because John has now made the most powerful announcement ever that this is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And one after the other, the Bible says that Andrew found Peter, and now Jesus found Philip, and Philip now finds Nathaniel. That's how the church is supposed to be. If we are found, we need to introduce someone else to Jesus. So this is what was happening. If you read that portion of scripture, the chapter, each one is finding someone because they didn't want to keep the secret to themselves. So here Philip goes and found Nathaniel and he's very excited. Excitement is oozing from his countenance and he's telling Nathaniel, come with me. I, we have found the one that has been written about what Philip is actually saying. Philip is saying what has been prophesied about many years ago has now manifested in our season. We are a privileged and fortunate generation to be the ones that is welcoming the savior of the world. What an excitement. And obviously, Nathaniel buys into this excitement and he follows uh, Philip to go and meet the savior. Because Philip met the savior, he just wanted Nathaniel too to come and meet the savior. And whilst this excitement is still building momentum, because obviously Nathaniel, he bought into it because of the confidence of Philip. But Philip, you know, sometimes in life you mustn't say too much. <laughs> I don't know. Let me come down. <laughs> sometimes in life you should not say too much. Not that you're lying, but just keep it plain and simple. So Philip didn't want to keep it plain and simple. And anybody should expect that because the man is oozing with excitement. 
He wants to introduce Philip. He wants to introduce Nathaniel to Jesus, the Savior of the world. That should be everybody's excitement to introduce somebody to Jesus Christ. But then Philip said a little bit too much. He says, this Jesus that I want to introduce to you, I'm going to tell you where he's from. He is from Nazareth. Unfortunately, Philip didn't know that Nathaniel was knowledgeable. He wasn't a historian. He knew past experiences and he knew knowledge of the past. And he was knowledgeable about Nazareth. So the man begins to stop in his tracks and says, man, I bought into the first part, but the second part is not really what I'm buying into. Are you serious that you really found the right person? Or is this a hoax? Or is this just something, a pie in the sky? He, what I loved about Philip, he then decided not to say a lot. He just says, come and see. Come and see if this is really it. Why was Nathaniel a little bit hesitant and responded in that way? Because Nathaniel knew the geographical place called Nazareth, a modern city that everyone passed by, a place that was left dry. He knew that no priest, no prophet, and no king ever emerged from that place. In fact, in John 7, 52, when the Pharisees posed a question to Nicodemus and said, Are you also from Galilee? Don't you know there's no prophet that ever comes from there? So Nathaniel was knowledgeable and he had knowledge of the past. This is where people have it wrong. People are captured of their own knowledge of the past. People's lives are kept in reverse gear. They are kept in the memory of 20 years ago, of 10 years ago. They kept in the memory of, I come from a poor home. I come from a house where things didn't work out. I come from this family and that family. And the problem is we let our history and our past define us. Got a child out of wedlock, so what? Divorced twice, so what? Committed an abortion, so what? Our problem is, all these things have consequences, yes. But your mistakes, they don't disqualify your purpose. I think I should say that again. Your mistakes don't disqualify your purpose. That's what it is. It's a mistake. But every mistake you're going to pay a price for. So there are so many people that's wrapped up in the past. They're wrapped up in the past. I failed. I'm this. I'm that. I'm that. In fact... When people get wrapped up on the past, they believe the opinions of other people. 
You failed once. You're not a failure. You just failed once. So why don't you try again? People become a failure when you stop trying. The past. Don't let the past define you. Let the past refine you. If you are defined by the past, it means you make your future obsolete. You actually tell your future, there's no future. Because the past is so important. That's why Paul says, there's one thing I do. He says, there's one thing I do. I forget the past. And I reach out to the future. I reach out to my future. I forget the past. I reach out to the future. I want to speak to you that you need to reach out to your future. You are gifted, highly talented, anointed. Greatness is on the inside of you. Don't resort to your past. Your past is what it's called. You're the only one that can make your past your future. So Nathaniel, he had knowledge of Nazareth. That this place never gave birth to anything of significance. That's why he's asking a very important question. Can anything noble come from insignificance? Can anything big come from this mess, this small place, Nazareth? Maybe you come from a small family, a small home. You come from a family that people only know the bad things and you think that you can't emerge and become something. I'm here to tell you, watch what's going to happen. If you take the word of God serious, something is going to happen in your life. Nathaniel, I like you because you study. I like him because he's knowledgeable. Have you ever spoken to someone that knows nothing from nothing? And you try and engage them. You're dating somebody and you're communicating. You're very knowledgeable. The person, yeah, yeah, whatever. So, whoa, me? I'm dating you and you don't know nothing from nothing. And I must marry you. I'm crazy. This is my good to go. You can't go through life not knowing stuff. I'm not saying sit around the television the whole day and watch this, that and the other. No, but you should at least know. Who's acting in Easy Dingo? I don't know. I like Nathaniel. The man was studying. And the Bible has nothing against studying. The Bible actually encourages you to study. In fact, I encourage people to study. But if you've never studied and not gone to school and you have not become what you want to do, don't keep a gun to your head. And tell yourself you're not going to make it. No. Start reading. Start investing in your life. Start buying books. Go to classes. Go and do something to empower your life. Don't live your life in the past. So Nathaniel, 
you had subjective knowledge. Your knowledge. How many of you know that knowledge is progressive? What you know, what you know of this monitor today, you might not know of this monitor tomorrow. Knowledge is progressive. So what Nathaniel knew, he knew partly. Nathaniel knew he had his facts on Nazareth, but he did not dig deep in the archives. Because in the archives, he would have known there's a prophecy spoken of the region in the past. They've spoken over the region. The prophet Isaiah says, in years to come, this depressed, neglected place is going to emerge. In fact, the prophet was saying, there's going to be a shock coming. To the people that spoke bad of Nazareth. I'm here to tell you. There's a shock coming. To the people that spoke bad about you. The people that thought you will not emerge. There's a shock coming to them. They think you got nothing. Yeah. They believe you got nothing. They know you have nothing. But that is subjective knowledge. Because there's a word over my life. I'm here to tell you, there's a word over my life. A prophecy that's going to cancel. Oh, Lord. Yes, that's it. God says, I'm no man that I should lie. He says, so shall my word be. That goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void. It will accomplish that which I've centered. And the Lord says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I watch over my word. Your job, locate the word. You, your problem is you want to go to everybody. Find the promise in the word find your healing in the word so shall my word be where did it leave the mouth of God where did it leave the mouth of God find your healing scripture where did it come out of God's mouth and stand on it God need to watch over his own word you just have to allocate the word and believe in the word. Amen. By faith we understand that the worlds were formed. Not by what? By, the, by visible things, but what? The proceeding word that emanates from the mouth of God formed everything. That what we see now has been formed by the spoken word. The earth, the world was void. It was in chaos, in a mess. It was waiting just for a spoken word. When the Lord says light, it came. All that you need today, your life, you're telling me, preacher, I came in here, my life is messed up. Can any good come from it? My finances is messed up. My business, everything is messed up. I, I am in chaos. You think any good can come from here? 
anything, preacher, my life is going to work out. Can anything come? All that I'm saying. You just have to believe the word of God that's, that's in my mouth. Today I'm partnering with the anointing of this house and I'm releasing under this apostolic anointing. Your miracle is in this house. In fact, your miracle is in my mouth tomorrow, this morning, today. Your miracle is in my mouth. All that you have to do, believe it and receive it. Nathaniel, Nathaniel, good boy, but bad boy too. Because you have subjective knowledge. Subjective knowledge. You, have you seen people that make a story from a story? In fact, they catch the tail end and they run the whole world with the tail end. They just found you holding hands with someone. They don't know that you gave that person money. They caught the tail end and made a ministry of slander with the tail end. People are divorced because of a tail end. They caught the bits. I, wonder, I wanted to use a strong Afrikaans terminology, but leave me for now. We have, we have online viewers. They might not know how to interpret my strong Afrikaans. <laughs> All right. Nathaniel, good guy. But then Nathaniel finds himself in a mess because he didn't know there's a prophecy. He didn't dig deep. He knew that there's a savior that must come. But he opposes Nazareth based on his information of Nazareth, which was true. He had information. He was knowledgeable about Nazareth. But this is what he did not know. The Bible declares in Luke 1.26, the Bible declares in the sixth month, the Lord sent the angel Gabriel to a place called Nazareth. To a virgin engaged to a man by the name of Joseph. This is what the Lord did. He sent what? He sent the angel Gabriel to what? Nazareth. Can any good come from Nazareth? The Lord has you on the radar. He has you located. His word is going to find you. His purpose is going to find you. All that you need to do is to believe the whole word of God. From Nazareth. Dejected, rejected, low, marginalized, outcast place. The Lord raised up a man by the name of Jesus. The savior of the world. Now, this is what I have a problem with Nathaniel. No priest, no king, no prophet. The Lord says, I am going to give you a compounded miracle. In one person. A priest, a prophet, and a king. One person. He puts all those anointings on one person. You're waiting for one prophet. He says, I'm going to give you a package deal. Prophet, priest, king. Out of Nazareth. 
putting Nazareth on the map. Everybody is attracted to Nazareth because of one man. Can any good come from my circumstance? Yes, they call me Jabez. And when they announce my name, it brings a bad feeling in, in the mouths of the people that even mention it. Because when they mention my name Jabez, it means I cause pain. Wherever I go and when I leave, I cause pain. Because my mom gave birth to me in pain. And she gave me the name Jabez. Can any good come from this name Jabez? When they call him Jabez, pain. At school, Jabez, pain. Wherever his past is attached to his future. He says, Lord, I can never be known this way. I can't go through life causing pain. People calling me Luke murderer. Luke this. Whenever they associate my name, they associate my name with my past. I'm not my past. I am not my pain. I am not my shame. I'm not my disgrace. I am not what they are calling me, I'm not. He went to the Lord, the Bible says. And he began to speak to the Lord. And the Bible says that the Lord blessed him. Jabez became more honorable than all his brethren. This is what God can do. He can change the tide. Whatever has been announced negatively over you, the Lord can reverse it. Today I release that anointing of reverse in this place. The curse will be reversed. Your past will be reversed. The bad things will be reversed because God is changing the season. Uh, tell somebody the season is changing. Ah, the season of, of no finances is changing. The season of pain is changing. The season of marital plan is changing. Woo! Come on. Tell somebody it's changing. I feel this anointing. It's changing. It's in the atmosphere. The Bible says Hezekiah had a death sentence upon his life. He was on death row. The prophet has been assigned. Isaiah has been assigned by God himself. How can you turn back God's word? God says, go and tell the king. He must get his house in order. He's about to die. <laughs> he doesn't deal with the prophet. He's, he doesn't deal with flesh. The Bible says he turns his, his attention to God. And he begins to petition heaven. Petition God. And the Bible says that God answered him. While he was in the middle court. While the prophet was just in the middle court, the Lord now tells him, go back. Can you imagine you come out of a board meeting? The manager has just given you a letter of termination. They just told you, man, you're losing your job. You go out. Man, you know how some of them are? They let you cry in the boardroom with your letter. Watch your letter and they get out. But whilst he's eating the passage to go to his office, the Lord says, go back. Yeah. 
Go and take back that letter. Keep the person in your employ. Somebody's about to get a miracle. I say somebody is about to get a miracle. God's about to reverse it. I say God's about to reverse it. Go and tell my servant, the king of the people, that I am reversing his death sentence. In fact, his name is off death row for the next 15 years. You can live your life. Can you imagine? God is restoring your life. Every brokenness is putting together. He says, go and tell my servant, I've changed the tide. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I have come with a message from God to tell you everything is going to work out. You don't need to sweat. You don't need to fret. You don't need to fear. You don't need to worry. You don't need to cry any longer because the Lord is working it out for you. Your time of crying is over. That's what I've come here for. Come to speak into your life that God's turning the time. Listen to what the Bible says as I hasten to close. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says that Samaria was under siege. You know what's a siege? It meant that you are trapped in the city. You are trapped. You can't go out. Nothing is coming in. Resources is, is diminishing because the enemy is sitting outside. The enemy is waiting for two things to happen. You either give up and surrender. And that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to give up and surrender. And say, man, I don't have a purpose anymore. I don't need to live anymore. My life is worth nothing. I'm going to give up. This thing is greater than my purpose. I'm giving up. Or the next thing, and this is when 90% of people are. He wants you to die in silence. There are people, man, as a marriage practitioner and a counselor, I hear people's life stories and I can't talk their life stories because I'm an ethical person. The Lord told me, you talk people's stuff, I'll talk your stuff. So some, some of the stuff I must just go to the grave with it. I can't talk to nobody because it's people's life. But the problem is, is that many of them are dying on the inside. They've done some stuff they are dying on the inside. They are in some relationships. They are dying on the inside. They are in some business dealings. It's not working. They are dying on the inside. But that's where people are. They are dying on the inside. The smile is no more there. The joy is no more there. They can't even tell you what's going on. They can't smile anymore. That joyousness has been taken because they are drowning under siege. And the Bible says it was so bad that these people resorted, some of them resorted to cannibalism. Humans eating human flesh. And God is saying nothing. 
Have you been to a point where God says nothing? He's just quiet. He's not speaking. Things are so bad. They repossess your car. They repossess your house. They're going for everything. And God is saying nothing. You're praying. He's saying nothing. Very quiet. But there comes a time, ladies and gentlemen, that he breaks the silence. And you know what's our problem? When God is silent, we curse him. We say he's no good. What father can't look after his children? This, that, we curse God. How on earth can you speak against your creator? Just like Sister Job. When Job lost everything in one day, his wife says, curse him. Job says, you speak as. He didn't say you're a foolish woman. He says you speak as. A foolish woman speaks. How can you not take the Lord of the good and the bad? Listen what happened. I'll get back to Samaria. But listen what happened to Job. The Bible says that Job's latter part, his last, oh, the Lord added double. I'm here to tell you the Lord is about to add double. Whatever the devil has stolen, the canker worm has taken, God's about say double for my trouble. So the Lord made him more prosperous the end of his life. How many of us towards the end you want to become more prosperous? You don't want to die the way you, you grew up? More prosperous. And this is what happens. This nation is under siege and God breaks his silence. Are you trying to tell me, preacher, how did God break his silence? Did he come down and speak to the people? No. All that he did, he put his words in the prophet's mouth. You, you speak on my behalf. And the prophet Elijah says, this is the word of the Lord. It is not my word. This is not Luke van Vieren's word. This is the word of the Lord. The prophet said overnight. Overnight. Things are changing overnight. Overnight. I'm going to give you an overnight miracle. An overnight restaurant. Overnight. This is what God is saying. Overnight. The prophet speaks in the city. The people don't catch it. The reason why I say they don't catch it. Because one man that the king leaned on. He rebukes the word of God through the mouth of the man of God. He says it will not be so. The man of God says you will see it with your own eyes. But you will not be a partaker. Four impaired leprous men on the outside. They tune into the frequency. The word of God is spoken in the city. They catch the frequency outside. They tune into radio 96. Point four. This is what the Lord is saying. Radio 96.4. Tell my children there's an overnight miracle coming. Just tune in. Oh, the reason why your miracle is not taking place, you are not tuning in. In fact, you don't have the frequency. You, what they're saying, I can't hear, I can't hear. 
get the frequency. These men got the frequency. The next thing they did, impaired men, rejected, dejected. People didn't care about them. Their own family cast them out because of a condition. Listen what they said. Why sit we here? Man, we've been sitting here for a long time, but why are we sitting here? I mean, they came to their senses. Why are we sitting here? Until we die. He says, they say to each other simultaneously because they tuned in simultaneously. Say, man, look at us. Shame on us. We are letting our condition define us. Shame on us. You're letting your unemployment define you. Who says there's a business on the inside of you? Now you're looking for a job? And the Lord wants to create a business? Shame on you. Shame on you. You're letting your challenges define you. Maybe the Lord wants to create a ministry through your challenges. Shame on you. Why sit we here till we die? Let's do something. <laughs> Let's start a spaza shop. Let, let us take uh, popcorn and salad at school. Let's do something. Why do we accept unemployment? Let's do something. And they began to move. Let's go to the camp of the enemy. If they spare us, it's good. If they kill us, we're good as dead. Let's go. Let's try something. The Bible says, at dusk or twilight, they got up. And the Lord amplifies their footsteps. The enemy hears nations coming, other armies coming. Just impaired people walking. God amplifies. Poof, 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 poof. The enemy says, what? At twilight, when they get up, they leave. But this is a good part. Whatever the devil has stolen, he must give back. But, but listen, listen. I just don't want... I just don't want what he stole. I want interest. I want dividends. I want my stuff back. What interest? Uh, no, no, no. Don't, don't just take this from me and bring it empty. Put in the money. I want it back. So listen what happens as I rush to close. Listen what happens. They get in these four impediments. The first tent, clothes, kadushi, name them, you branded people. What's the brands out there? Huh? Now you don't know, huh? But if I look at the labels, you know them. It's on, it's on there. And so, some of you, the labels are on there. You still owe. It's all right. Kadushi and everything. The, it's there. The food is there. And then the gold. The... I'm telling you, money matters. The money has to be part of restoration. 
I want my money and I want it now. I want my money and I want it now. And when they get out, donkeys, horses, in today's terminology, Merc, BMW, Porsche, what's the others? Uh, Rolls Royce. I'm talking some nice cars, man. Give me them, give me them. Maserati, my brother. Maserati, they outside. The enemy comes and fight with all the stuff. That's how God sets them up. Go and fight with, take all your stuff. Can you imagine you coming to fight me and the Lord says, throw all your money out of the bank. So you lose the battle, I've got your money. You come and point me and what and what and what. And then the Lord sends one angel just to smack you down. And when I open up your purse, man, you load it. It's yours, son. That's what God can do. It's changing. Don't give up. Can any good come? from my situation you don't know I've come into this place I barely made it to church do you know what I'm sitting with do you know what I'm facing lawyers letters do you know what I'm facing our company is going to restructure do you know what I'm going through my child is sick in hospital no preacher you don't know I just come from the doctor they diagnosed me you don't know Preacher, you don't understand what I'm going, going through. I'm on death row, but I'm in church. I've got a disease. My blood is contaminated. I don't know how long I'm going to. Preacher, you don't understand. Can any good come from this? In fact, the sheriff was at my company. Preacher, he's written up stuff. One of my, my brother-in-law's he got, he got to his company, working for the company for over 20-something years. Got to the company the Monday. And there was the liquidator's letter. Close, no work. Under liquidation. Your whole life crumbles in front of you. How am I going to pay my bond? How am I going to do this? How am I going... The boss don't call you. You get it at the gate going to work. How do I make it? I'm come to, I've come to speak to you. Something good can come from there. God can change the tide. Your problem is don't listen to everybody's stories. Go and get your promise. I know what it is, man. I've, I've been, I can keep you. In our supernatural service, you'll see, they've got a clip there of the power of God, of so much miracles and stuff that's happening. We, we had a meeting out in Fiji. But I can keep you with testimonies upon testimonies of miracles in this year and in a couple of years. The miraculous power, I've seen it. 
Every Wednesday, they are here. Every Wednesday, I term the prayer meeting, miracle prayer meeting. You bring me your CVs, your stuff, your this. I bring, they'll come stand around the altar and put your points of context. Miracles are happening. There's one lady, she just came and volunteered to help me. In the time that she volunteered, two job offers came of good money. That's what God can do. I had young, a young couple, they're young, married for some time, but wanted to buy their own place. They were staying by the family and sent me a message. Pastor, we want to buy this place, this, that we put in our offer. I said, well, God's in control. And they text me again and say, man, someone else put in an offer. And it's like the, the agent is saying, up your offer. They said, no, we're going with what we put in. Guess what? The bank took their offer and declined the other offer. That's the miraculous power of God. Listen. So the person tells me, Pastor, I'm undercovering. That's what God is doing. For more information on products, please visit our website or send us an email. All the details are on the back of the product pack.